Welcome, welcome to Athena's Mind Veterinary, the podcast, a well-being space for the veterinary community in Ireland and beyond. We talk all things self-development, self-care, mindset and mental health with yours truly, Aoife Smith. I'm a qualified vet nurse and psychologist who is passionate about helping you to cultivate a peaceful space inside your head. This is the veterinary mental health revolution you have all been waiting for. Hit that follow button and let's get going. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Athena's Mind Veterinary, the podcast. I'm your host, Aoife Smith, as always. And as always, I hope that wherever you are in the world today, you're having a gorgeous, beautiful, stunning day. Ah, what a week, team. What a week. So we had our mid-season break after what was, excuse me if there's any kids in the room, a shit show of a time. Um, But we're here. We're doing it we're ready for a great time. We're back, bad nationwide, all those gorgeous things, you know yourself. Um, And today I thought it would be really appropriate to do an episode on burnout because burnout is something that we see so frequently within the veterinary community and something that I have so recently experienced myself. Um, In saying that, I haven't experienced burnout in two years. So I think, I was saying this on the stories already on my Insta page, but I think it's really important for me to tell you that I haven't experienced burnout in two years because I really want to drive home the concept of being burnout free for really long periods of time and being very content um, and at peace with life on a general level. That's not to say that I haven't had things happen, uh, bad things happen, um, you know, bad days, things like that. Like, of course I'm human. So of course I'm gonna experience all of those things. But I haven't experienced the symptoms of burnout whatsoever for two whole years, just over two years. And it's been amazing to say that. Um, And before then, I don't know when the last time I experienced burnout was. Um, So yeah, that says a lot in itself as well. Um, So I do just want to want to note that for you that it is possible to not experience burnout for a very, very, very long time. And that's normal. And that's something that can be achieved so easily. Um, So yeah, let's kick it. So I suppose what we're wondering firstly is what burnout is. So it's basically a super gradual disengagement that happens over time. Um. However, of course, you know, over time and inverted commas, that can vary from individual to individual. And it also depends on other things like your circumstances, what is ultimately causing the burnout or encouraging or stimulating the burnout. Um, For me personally, this kind of phase of burnout that I've just been through or experienced happened over the course of about two weeks. Um where I had some really intense things to deal with and it resulted in me just eventually disengaging with everything, almost everything. Like I was just completely disengaged from friendships, relationships with family members and mainly, which is so heartbreaking to say, but I was mainly disengaged with or from my relationship with my dog and those of you who have been sort of following me for a while will know how important he is to me he's responsible for 
all of the work I do. I openly say that all the time. Um, he is my why. He's the reason that I do what I do. And yeah, for the first time ever, um, I just felt so disengaged from him. And he came home from the vets on the so sorry, quick recap actually for anyone who doesn't know. I thought he had gone into an Addisonian crisis on a Saturday um, and I actually wasn't with him the night before. Um, a relative was and a relative ended up staying up all night with him because he was very ill. But the relative called me on the Saturday morning at about 7am um, and I was cat sitting at the time so I was actually looking after another animal at the time so that comes into play as well you know I was going from sort of being a little bit anxious about looking after an animal that I don't live with and I don't know very well now I know him <laughs> and you know this particular cat knows me um, and you've seen sneaky glimpses of him on my stories before he is a relative's cat he knows me very well I know him very well but I still don't live with him so I went from feeling that anxiety of you know cats in it for somebody else and I know how important that animal is to my relative and um her partner and so I was so anxious about you know just doing a good job like looking after him well and then I receive a call at 7am the next morning to say that my own dog is really unwell and so I got ready to go to the vets and I was that person that turned up as an emergency case well I thought it was an emergency case um but I mean it was it was urgent he was admitted immediately so uh, it just wasn't an Addisonian crisis like I'd originally thought um but I got into the car and he was so unwell and I didn't get a temperature on him in the car and I couldn't catch a heart rate um so but he had all of the other symptoms so I was like oh this must be it so I arrived at the vet 9am walked in and I remember saying to the lovely nurse on reception, I'm so sorry to just have to stroll in on top of you. <laughs> and she was so kind and she was, you know, saying, no, it's it's absolutely fine. Like, how can I help? And I was like, look, I'm really, I'm really sorry. But I think, um, I think I have an Addisonian crisis in the car. And well, when I say her kindness just, ex just accelerated even more than I thought could uh, from there. She came out to the car with me um, and we got him together and brought him in. Um, and anyway, I won't get into it too much, but his vets and nurses are always so kind and um, he's so sassy with them as well sometimes and they're so patient. They're so, so kind. Um, and I know for a fact that he tries to bite their hands off sometimes. I know this and they're so, <laughs> they're still so um <laughs> kind and graceful when they speak to me about it and <laughs> I know for a fact that they've you know almost lost fingers I have no doubt um because he is sassy as hell but yeah so he was in the the vet practice overnight on the Saturday I went back to a house that I do not live in uh to a cat that I don't live with and I took care of him for the rest of the day and the night and then I went and I got my own dog from the vets on the Sunday morning and yeah usually when I pick him up from the vets I'm usually like and don't get me wrong I was relieved but I'm usually relieved like I'm usually like over the moon um to see him and 
you know, I'll like sometimes have happy tears and I'll give him lots of cuddles and I'm just so delighted to see him all the time and, um, you know, to see that he's made it through whatever he's gone through because he's sick quite frequently, unfortunately. And, um, yeah, that's so hard for me to talk to talk about. So maybe we won't go there, but, um, when I saw him, like, of course I was, you know, saying hello to him and I was like giving him all the hugs and everything, but I just didn't really feel anything. And that was my first flag. I was like, it wasn't that I wasn't happy to see him, but I also wasn't happy to see him. I was just sort of numb. And then when I got back into the car, I remember, you know, still giving him hugs and saying hello to him and talking to him and stuff. And he was so interested in telling me all his stories and he was actually way too excited in the car to see me. Um, He just had this new lease of life, which is beautiful for him. Like, I couldn't get over that he was showing me that he was just having this great time after coming out of the vets and that was so nice to see but um yeah I was just really numb like that's the only way I can describe it and then when I came home and that just got progressively worse um and I remember saying to one of my parents I don't I don't even know that the conversation is even hazy because when I when I feel a bit numb I kind of just my my mind just sort of shuts down um and maybe you have experience with this yourself but I just tend to not really pay attention anymore I tend to just completely disengage which is exactly what burnout is so um it means that sometimes I don't remember conversations in full and I'm not fully present for conversations I don't really care about conversations frankly um which I think is I don't know it's awkward for me to sit here and, and tell you that but at the same time I want to do this because I want to show you what burnout looks like and I want to show you that it can happen easily and I want to show you that it can be overcome so yeah I just felt really numb um, really disengaged from conversations with family really disengaged from conversations with friends Um, I found it really difficult to show up on Athena's mind which broke my heart actually Um, I felt really upset and sad that I felt that way because the Athena's mind community is my favorite place to be and I just found found it so hard to show up um and I was really kind of um I usually go to therapy kind of at the start of the week and I was really sort of confused as to why the burnout had happened um because I take care of myself so well and here's another thing that I want to tell you about even though I take care of myself so well it doesn't mean that burnout can't happen which I've been naive to up until now um so that's the first thing and then I was kind of going around for a couple of days saying like how could this have happened to me and I was really sad that it happened so I suppose you could say I wasn't really feeling numb because I was feeling things and I was sad but I was feeling numb towards my dog towards my family members towards my friends towards people interaction towards showing up towards showing up in life like so I was feeling emotions but I was numb towards showing up and when I thought about my dog I didn't feel anything um 
I even questioned myself at one stage I was like do I even love him anymore uh, I was kind of laughing about this with my mom not that it's funny but we're Irish and we laugh about things so I was kind of laughing about this with my mom and I was saying like <laughs> I was saying if <laughs> my dog was a human I would be questioning I would be sitting him down and questioning whether or not we need to break up that's how, <laughs> how it felt um yeah I was questioning whether or not I loved him anymore I was like I don't feel anything for this little being and I've loved him for you know eight or nine years now uh it was his ninth birthday the other day he has seen me through my 20s and I was kind of sat there like I don't feel anything towards him at all um and so I was going around like this for a couple of days and I was like where has this come from like I don't really get it and then I went to therapy and when you're in a therapy chair and you're in flow in a therapy chair um realizations happen and it's really nice when realizations happen in therapy because you know that if you're with a good therapist that is you know that the space will be held for you uh while you're having that realization and I remember saying to my therapist that I'm not burnt out because of you know what happens to my dog and his behavior or the way he is I'm burnt out from my reaction to it and I'm burnt out from becoming really unwell sorry oh this is a tough one today huh um okay I'm burnt out from um becoming really unwell and you know as soon as I know that there's something wrong with him or as soon as I hear that he's sick or I'm told that he's unwell I'm just gonna slow this down because I'm definitely feeling all the feels right now but um I'd like you to be able to hear me <laughs> there's absolutely nothing wrong with tearing up on a podcast the only thing is I'd like you to hear what I'm saying so let's slow this down okay so when I hear that he's unwell or he's sick or we don't know what's wrong with him we're not sure um you know if he's in the vets and he's away from me I just shut down um I shut down I completely shut down um the reason I'm telling you about this is because I think this is relatable uh and I think that lots of people go through this and we don't really talk about this a lot and I, I'm not sure why because we're in um a field that's surrounded by animals so yeah uh I just completely shut down so I get like a tummy ache and I get headaches and my eyes hurt and my back hurts, my, my whole body hurts and um, I cry like a lot which is like all well and good but it takes up energy to cry, It it's really draining. You know when you have a big cry and it feels good, like it feels good to let all of that out but it's also so draining so yeah. Um, so I think when he got sick two weeks ago I ended up kind of like enough is enough um and what I mean by that is that 
I've had enough of feeling so ill every time he's ill or because he's ill. Um, and that was a really nice big realization for me to have because it means that now I can work on that, which is so exciting and so great. But uh, it made me sad. It, it really saddened me to know that, you know, that's what happens to me every time he gets sick. And the more he gets sick, the more I get sick. And the, the awful thing is as well, you know, I'm responsible for him and he needs me. He needs me to be there for him. And I've spoken to him about this before. <laughs> I have said to him, you do what you need to do. Like, this is your path. This is the path that you're walking. I'm honored to walk it with you. Um, I've also said to him before, you know, humans are stupid. So if you can tell me or communicate with me as best you can, like, you know, we're, we'll, we're more likely to solve this a little quicker. Um, but yeah, I just became really burnt out. I, I did a enough is enough with my reaction to him being sick and my response to that was burnout. My response to that was complete disengagement from him. My response to that was looking at him and feeling completely numb, which is not anything I've ever experienced before and not anything I ever want to experience again. Because I was even speaking to my, my parent about this and they said like, so hang on does this mean you want to rehome him like is that what's happening and I was like no I don't think that would make any sense but it but it wasn't a yes or a no I was indifferent I was completely disengaged and that is what burnout is and that is how damaging burnout can be because think about this that was just a conversation with my parent where I was saying I feel really numb and I feel really weird and I you know and I was just kind of putting my thoughts out there but could you imagine if you were in practice and you were trying to make a decision um that was kind of life or death and you felt disengaged from the patient and you were trying to make a really good decision on their behalf and you it was you know the decision is either like neither a yes or a no because you're so disengaged that you can't really tell your peach from your elbow you know and I feel like that's where burnout gets dangerous like if I hadn't had my parent there to say hang on like is this what you're saying do you want to you know rehome him I would have been like maybe I maybe I would have rehomed him like if I wasn't myself as Aoife and if I wasn't this self-aware and and knew that the problem was with me and not with him I don't know where he'd be now and I don't know who he'd be with and that's why burnout is dangerous and it's a, a very real thing and I think people talk about burnout and throw it around throw the, the word around so much but that's what burnout is it's complete and utter disengagement it's the inability to like feel a certain way about option a or option b there's no they both look the same and you don't care about either of them and that's why it's dangerous that is why it's dangerous 
and I think we need to stop throwing it around as just this casual word in the ether and bring it back to earth like you know if I wasn't so self-aware I don't know where my dog would be now maybe he'd be euthanized maybe he'd be with another family maybe he'd be maybe I'd I don't know export him to the UK maybe I'd have sold him maybe I'd have given him to a charity maybe he'd be sitting on the dogs trust website now like where would he be (laughs) and that's why it's dangerous that's why it affects so many it's because you're completely disengaged that that has a domino effect and when you're disengaged from patients it's and they're relying on you it's detrimental to their future and it's not just a word we can throw around um and it doesn't have to be as well I just want to make it really clear burnout doesn't always you know come from your work it can come from outside your work it can come from like that you know a pet that's particularly difficult to care for or a family dynamic that is unhealthy and it can affect your work if it's not dealt with and then you begin to disengage from absolutely everything and it's dangerous to others and it's dangerous to yourself so yeah um I just really wanted to highlight that with you. I think I said this before, but there was a study in the UK that was done and there was 992 vet nurses that took part in this study and 92.8% of them were at a, a moder- oh my gosh, a moderate to high risk of burnout. 92.8%. So I just want to highlight it's it's a real situation. It's very very real. Um and you know, I'd go into it in further detail, but I'm not going to, you know, self-disclose till the cows come home, you know, I'm not going to try and fill you in on, you know, what my shoe size is, but I just really want you to know how dangerous burnout can be. And if you're not aware of it and you don't catch it and you don't take care of yourself, it could lead anywhere, you know, it could lead to a perfectly gorgeous and lovely animal being euthanized because because you don't feel anything and you're disengaged so with that being said um I definitely want to put it out there that self-care participation and self-awareness are linked to preventing burnout um that's out there in the world already there's research to support that um And so I want to talk to you today about three things that I do or I did these past two weeks. I know they work. So I want to tell you about them because they might help some of you um, in order to get over my burnout. And I can confirm there's a happy ending to the story and my dog is doing so well. And I'm doing well. And I love him again. (laughs) And um, yeah, it is all roses because I took care of myself and now he's thriving because and he's exactly where he should be and deserves to be because I took responsibility for myself and I took care of myself um and going to therapy really helped because did you hear I had a realization in therapy so would that have happened if I hadn't gone I mean you know 
definitely something something to think about if you're not already in therapy yourself um so okay so here we go I want to say also rest is productive as well but we'll come back to that um I was going to say just remind me which is absolutely hilarious because I'm recording a podcast which just goes to show you just how much when I sit down to speak to this community how much of a conversation I feel like it is because it just flows (laughs) and I'm just so grounded when I show up here and I'm always like ready for the chats with you all so yeah if you could kindly just um drop into my living room here and remind me to tell you that rest is productive that'd really help thanks Mel. um yeah gas I also just want to say as well quickly before I dive into the three things that I did to kind of help my burnout help me to just overcome burnout we're in Leo season right now which is when, when things get fiery and we can get really in our masculine and we become really um you know, we become all about to-do lists and organization and finances or we notice finances a lot more and um, we start to plan things and it's all about working out this and planning this and organizing this and sometimes it's really important to remind ourselves during a season like this or during this time of year to get into our feminine flow a little bit more, particularly for the um, the lads, any lads listening, um, you will most likely lean into your masculine primarily so try and lean into your feminine if you can and that means being creative doing things that are fun for the sake of having fun my coach actually spoke to me about you know fun for the sake of fun during the week when I was talking to her about my burnout again there's a big support that I had while I was feeling burnout burnt out so if you're in the position of being burnt out right now what supports can you call in for yourself but she was explaining to me you know that having fun for the sake of fun will really kind of allow me to sit back into my feminine and you know worry a little less about to-do lists and finances they're all important things but if I can have fun for the sake of fun and be creative just for the sake of it or you know paint a picture just for the sake of it that will balance me out a little bit more um so yeah I just wanted to acknowledge the season that we're in as well um but let's get into it I feel like this is like a really long and flowy episode today and I don't know if we've ever really had this before in the pod where I've just kind of sat down and been like hey this is what's going on in my life but I think it's beneficial for you to know that because again I just really want to drive home that burnout is a real thing it happens and this is a prime example of it you know um so the first thing that I do when I'm feeling burnt out is take space And I mean a lot of space because people overwhelm me sometimes as it is, but people can be really overwhelming um, and difficult to deal with during a phase of burnout because, you know, everybody has their own agenda in life and we of course can't control other people, right? And when we're completely disengaged, being around other people can kind of feel like a bit too much chaos um you know some people want to hand you responsibility that you just simply can't carry at the moment or maybe toxic behaviors that they display are 10 times more intense to try and handle because your energy reserve is depleted because of burnout so space 
take lots of space just take so much space take as much space as you need and I tend to not put a limit on the amount of space that I take or that I need or that I think I'm going to need so in my own head I won't say okay well I'm gonna take you know now until next Tuesday off I'll just take space in whatever way space comes up for me so space for me doesn't always mean a day off now sometimes it does absolutely does but I just want to be be really clear that you know taking space sometimes means eating lunch on my own and going for a walk by myself um you know just sitting outside getting some sunshine by myself um, and it doesn't have to be, you know, one day off where I can do all of that in one day. Sometimes it is, you know, I'll be working or um, I'll have things to do, but I can take space during the day to just be by myself and not have to deal with people and not be overwhelmed with people. Um, and I think if you set a limit on the amount of space you can take, it's kind of like telling yourself that you can't eat a bar of chocolate you're more than likely going to eat 10 whereas if you give yourself the space to take the space like that if you give yourself the space to eat 10 chocolate bars <laughs> you'll probably only want one and then you'll have a cup of tea with that and it's it that's it done so if you give yourself the space to take space it just means that you probably or maybe you might take a little bit less space in the end but you've given yourself that time to take as much as you need and there's no restriction involved and you're just fully respecting that you just might need an infinite amount of space and eventually that space won't be needed anymore but if you give yourself the space to take space then it means that you get as much as you need or as much as you want um okay the next thing seems so obvious but I absolutely have to say it because what drives me nuts what drives me nuts is the capitalist society that we live in um, and the fact that it teaches us that rest is useless or rest is lazy or rest is nothing or doing nothing. That's just not true. Like rest is just as productive as standing up and doing something, physically doing something. Um, and so I took as much rest as I wanted so that for me looked like some days I skipped the gym. Sometimes I woke up and, and I went, I'm not going to the gym today. Not a chance. I'm going to stay in my pajamas today. And on some of those days I worked still. I, you know, did my day job and, you know, chose every single morning. When my alarm went off, I said to myself, am I going to work today? And the answer coincidentally was yes. But if the answer was no, that would have been fine too. And I would have just contacted my boss, told her what was going on and then took the day off. But coincidentally, you know, the answer was always yes. But I worked from bed and I worked in my PJs. And sometimes I skipped the gym and I had hot water bottles. And sometimes I didn't have any hot water bottles. And sometimes I was too hot. And I wore comfies. And some days I did my eyebrows. But some days I had no makeup on whatsoever. And some days I had a full face of makeup on. And I took things really slow. And I took things from moment to moment. And I drank lots of water. Which was really important. And I took vitamins. 
Now, these saved my life. They're called Pharmaton. They're fizzy, fizzy, dissolvable. <laughs> they're also fizzy. They taste like orange and they're amazing. Um, obviously, please, I'm not a doctor. Like, you know this. Please check with your doctor before you start taking these things. Don't just be like, oh, I heard this on Aoife's podcast and now I'm going to take it. Like, let's not do that. But I'm just letting you know, they whipped me into shape faster than anything I've ever experienced before, which is so helpful. So I'm definitely going to tell you about them. I did use them. But yeah, I just took everything really slow. And lions are allowed and necessary. Like they're so necessary. Again, with capitalism, you know, we're taught if you have a lion that you're lazy. Excuse me? Sorry? We're working really hard. We're hardworking humans. We can have as many lions as we want. Now, of course, this is different to um say for example if you have received a depression diagnosis um or an anxiety diagnosis even um you can feel like you don't want to get out of bed ever or you don't want to get out of bed for a couple of days in a row that's a completely different issue but on the grand scheme of things if you want to have a lie-in every day like if your life is quite balanced and going well you're content you're happy you're peaceful at present you know a lion is that like is that a bad thing absolutely not like no way in hell um I just want to say as well like rest doesn't always mean bed I think we think of rest as lying down which don't get me wrong oh my god I did so much lying down I was more I think I was more horizontal the past like week or so than I've ever been in all my life and it's been so good but it also might mean you know walking slower if you need to walk to the shops, maybe you walk a little slower than you usually do. Um, or maybe you decide that you feel like going for your daily walk. Um, your usual, I don't know, 5k or whatever, 2k or 10 minutes around the block or one song's length of a walk. Um, maybe you just walk it slower. Um, maybe you engage in tasks a little bit slower and therefore you do less tasks in a day maybe because you're you're just engaging a little, a little bit slower with each task that you do. Um, rest is productive despite what anybody tells you, what anyone else tells you. If anyone tries to argue this, you need to just, you need to send them my way and I will set them straight. <laughs> rest is productive because I would not have bounced back from this phase of burnout if I hadn't rested and taken stock and slept I slept a lot and that allowed me as well I'm a big dreamer and I mean you know when you're asleep and you're having dreams I don't mean in life but also in life I am clearly a big dreamer but I dream a lot at night time and by allowing myself to sleep my unconscious was given the space to have those dreams make those things up you know fabricate things deal with things and I dealt with an awful lot of things in my sleep as a result. Whereas if I didn't allow myself that space, like, who knows, I'd probably still be burnt out. And again, I don't know where my dog would be right now. I don't know how well he'd be. I don't know where he would be. So it's really important. Rest is productive. And yeah, I don't want anybody to believe that it isn't because it is. Now, at the same time, I don't want you to beat yourself up if you believe that it's not productive or there's a niggle. <laughs> we all know that niggle when we sit down and, you know, to rest and we think, oh God, I should be doing something else. 
course you're going to feel the niggle. Of course you're going to feel the niggle. Like, are you telling me that you feel you should be immune to capitalism and what it's teaching us? Absolutely not. You're a human. So of course you feel the niggle. But when you feel the niggle, I just want you to affirm to yourself that rest is productive. Rest is productive. You are safe to rest. It's safe for you to rest. Okay, the third thing that I really want to make like super clear and obvious is when I'm burnt out, I do not turn to self-development work. I don't do it. I turn to light things. So that means no self-development work. It means no journaling. It means no oracle cards. It means no listening to podcasts that make me think about things and have realizations. It means no engaging in mental health work with others. That's a really big thing. I don't do it. Um, and if I did do it, that would be dangerous. So again, let's pop this into a veterinary perspective. If you engage with patients while you're burnt out, that's dangerous. And I'm also going to say, I'm going to go as far as to say that's unethical. So I'm just going to leave that in the air and let that sit with you for a sec. It's unethical to work with patients if you're burnt out. So I don't consume self-development things or do self-development work when I'm burnt out because I don't have the energy for it. My energy reserve is depleted. So I don't, I don't learn about myself. I don't do that. All of the self-development work that I do is, that's preventative work. It's there to prevent burnout. And that doesn't always work. Burnout can creep in, in other ways. If your self-development work doesn't kind of cover an area that you haven't realized was there yet and back to that realization I had in therapy where I became burnt out with the reaction I was having to my dog's illness that's what that's what was causing me the burnout and I didn't recognize that before now so you know I couldn't have prevented that burnout but the aim of self-development work is that you get to know yourself enough that you have practices in place that hopefully will prevent burnout and if it doesn't if you do still become burnt out you've still done enough work on yourself to be able to acknowledge the burnout and overcome it so even if the preventative work has failed to prevent which sometimes it will I'm the prime example sometimes it will you know um, you don't know what you don't know so if it's a case that your preventative work has not prevented burnout, it will at least allow you to overcome burnout a lot faster than if you, you know, have no self-development work done and don't know yourself at all. Um, but while burnt out, while burnt out, I don't consume any of that. Um, all I want to do is play Candy Crush, which I've just recently started playing again. And I've discovered that it's a lot of fun when boomers aren't sending you requests on Facebook. <laughs> I don't have Facebook. I haven't had Facebook in nearly three years. But yeah, I downloaded Candy, Candy Crush onto my phone and I was like, oh my God, I'm in love with this. It's so relaxing. Um, It just turned out that the boomers sending me requests on Facebook was ruining my buzz with it for so long. Um, 
but yeah all I wanted to do was play Candy Crush and watch things on Netflix and watch TikToks of the Kardashians arguing that's that's all I wanted to do um I wanted to you know YouTube live lounge covers um or boiler room sets and just have a bop while I cooked dinner um all of my creature comfort stuff it's not about self-development it's not like when you're burnt out you don't have the headspace to throw yourself into working on yourself from what energy store do you think you're going to pull if you're burnt out and you want to work on yourself it doesn't it doesn't go like that um I read Harry Potter every single summer I've been doing so since I was 13 yeah I think yeah 13 years old I've been reading Harry Potter every every single summer since I was 13 years old and it's a tradition that I've kept up I'm 28 now and the reason I kept it up was I used to read it um I used to sit in the garden with my granddad and my nana and I would be reading a book and they would be reading their newspapers or doing a crossword or something and I used to interject every so often with the crosswords because they'd need help with spelling to be able to get the pattern or the you know the letters right or the words in the right places so um yeah Harry Potter is my safe space when I'm feeling shite I go to Hogwarts that's where I go um what really breaks my heart of course I have to acknowledge when I speak on Harry Potter is that unfortunately JK Rowling's opinions um have been really upsetting for a lot of people including myself as an ally I'm privileged to be able to say that it's it's upset me for others rather than upsetting me directly for myself but um it's really sad to think that there are so many people in the world who would have been similar and when they feel shit they go to Hogwarts and you know because of things that JK has said they may feel that they can no longer travel to Hogwarts um when they don't feel great and that's really upsetting um and again with the privilege I'm so privileged to be able to say that I can still that's a place I can still go to and I still I still feel welcomed in um but it makes me really sad to know that there are people who no longer feel welcome there uh but that is besides the point and a discussion for another day um that's all I have for you today um I didn't really plan on getting kind of real and raw with you at first but then I said to myself well if I don't do that like if I don't give you a a really solid example like I could come on here and explain what burnout is and general tips for dealing with burnout but I think that that's just so overdone within the veterinary community and I think the the word burnout just floats about the place willy-nilly and it's almost lost its meaning like we're almost immune to it at this point and it's this kind of elusive thing that nobody really has this grip on yet and I just wanted to give you my experience of burnout and why it happened and the ins and outs because it's a real situation. It's a real thing. And now I'm very nearly out the other side of it. And I did a workout yesterday and I had hugs with my dog who I love very, very much. And it was his birthday yesterday and I'm so proud of him. I won't even 
start talking about how proud I am of him because I'll just get upset again <laughs> but I am so proud of him and everything he's achieved like for somebody so small he's he's the bravest he's the bravest soul I know and um if I hadn't done all of my self-development work to hopefully prevent burnout when I did become burnt out I don't think I would have bounced back as quickly and I also don't think that if I you know if I didn't have a therapist who holds space for me while I'm feeling the feels um, I don't think I would have had the realizations I had and again bounced back as quickly if I didn't you know if I wasn't enrolled in a group coaching program with a coach that really aligns with me I don't think I would have bounced back as quickly um I'm thinking of doing a podcast also on finances and like approach to self-care and finances combined because I think when I tell people I go to therapy every single week their initial thought is the money when I tell people that I enroll in group coaching programs regularly they're like mm, how much does that cost you um they also don't really it doesn't add up for them literally it doesn't add up for them because you know I come from a council estate in West Dublin and yeah I'm I'm not a rich gal I'm a working class gal um so people are often very confused by the abundance that I'm surrounded by so I may do a pod episode on that or maybe like hop on a live and have a chat with you guys um soon in relation to that because I can definitely see ears perk up and heads tilt when I talk about those kind of things and people are trying to figure out how I've managed it um but yeah that's all I have for you today um I always say thank you for listening but I just want to say an extra thank you for listening to today's episode um because it's a really important one and also thank you thank you for your patience when I needed to speak a little bit slower uh as I say of course we embrace crying around here right but I just really wanted you to hear me as well I wanted what I was saying to be physically audible for you so yeah thank you for your patience and thank you for sticking around if you've listened this far and as always please take care of yourself please stay safe catch me on Athena's Mind Veterinary come have chats say hi and I'll see you all very soon thank you once again for listening to another episode of Athena's Mind Veterinary the podcast as always I'm on Instagram at Athena's Mind Veterinary so come say hey also don't forget to pop this episode on your stories so that other veterinary professionals can feel all the love that we have to share with them and if you listen on Apple Podcasts we would really appreciate if you left a review this just means then that other veterinary professionals will see this episode and we can spread the good vibes Thank you so much and I'll see you soon.